When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here, is releasing its highly anticipated second season, where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building, and how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, we found the telephone and electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Having a hero to emulate is often a good thing for children. It gives them a standard to live up to and good things to try to achieve. Well, that depends on who the hero is, doesn't it? On August 26, 1988, a man began a killing spree to try and emulate his hero, Jack the Ripper. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. According to reports, Anthony Arkwright was considered distorted and disturbed from a very young age. The young boy lived in children's homes and was known to police as a petty criminal. He would boast to his friends that one day he would be as famous as Jack the Ripper. On August 26, 1988, after being fired from his job at a scrapyard due to bad attendance, he became unhinged. He went straight to the home of his grandfather, whom he believed was actually his father, and he had been born from an incestuous relationship between his mother and his grandfather. He was wrong, but nevertheless, entered Stanislav Podokas's house around 4.30 and stabbed him in the neck, severing an artery, and then attacking him with an axe and hammer before locking his body in a shed. He left the home and began hopping from bar to bar, dropping hints about his crime. He wanted to become famous, after all. At around 3 a.m. the next day, he entered the home of his neighbor, Raymond Ford, naked with just a Prince of Darkness devil mask on, and stabbed the man 250 times. 
He stabbed every part of that man's body. He then gut and disemboweled Ford's corpse with surgical precision not unlike that of Jack the Ripper. Four hours later, Arkwright was arrested on suspicion of burglary of Ford's home and kept in custody before being released. He was supposed to return to court the following weekend. Police had no idea that Ford had been murdered and that Arkwright now had a body count of two. Raymond Ford was found three days later with his entrails draped around the room and some of his internal organs scattered around the hallway. On August 28th, a man named Marcus Law died in a similar attack at his home. He was stabbed over 70 times with cigarettes stuffed in his mouth, ears, and even his eye sockets after his eyes had been gouged out. He was wheelchair-bound and completely defenseless to Arkwright's attack. According to Anthony Arkwright, this was revenge for bummed cigarettes. Marcus's mother, who made routine visits to her son's home, came in to find the horrific scene. She called the police, and they quickly realized that Anthony Arkwright was the prime suspect, though they had little evidence to prove it. That is when, wanting to speak to neighbors of Arkwright's, they found the scene at the home of Raymond Ford. In 1989, at Sheffield Crown Court, Anthony Arkwright was sentenced to life in prison. He has never given a reason for his actions and remains remorseless. He is on a very small list of prisoners serving a whole life tariff, meaning he will never be released. It is also believed that he killed his grandfather's elderly housekeeper, but it was never proven. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 27th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.